happy Wednesday, everyone. Uh, this is Ezra chapter 2, part 3. Uh, if you recall, this kind of refresh where we're going with this. Ezra chapter 2 is just a list of, uh, not necessarily genealogies, but just a list of people that decide to return to uh, Babylon after God used Cyrus to call them back to Israel. Um, <clears throat> or to Jerusalem, and to rebuild the temple. And um, we talked about how um, even the passage like this, as seemingly dry, has significance in it. Uh, we first talked about how God knows his people by name, and that's significant and hopeful for us, um, because God be, has like an intimate relationship with us, that he's not just a God that's far and distant, but he knows us. He knows the numbers of hairs on our head. He knows our um, inner thoughts. He knows everything there is to know about us. And that's what uh, gives us hope during this time of um, difficulty, is that he knows us. He knows us by name, and we have a God that we have a, a real relationship with. And today we're going to talk about how uh, God uses the small numbers. Uh, if you look at this list in Ezra chapter 2, they're actually, if you, if you add it up, I, I didn't do it, I didn't add up everything, but um, if you add up all the numbers together, it's actually a small amount um, in relative to every other nation in the world. And this is normal in terms of how God operates. Um, this group here is, you know, this is an impressive list. In fact, one of the things that's missing in this list is a king. Uh, they have all of these different people that can uh, do different things, different functions in the temple and just uh, the Israelites in general. Um, but it's not... Uh, impressive list of people there isn't like a david or a solomon here um in fact the only person that would be relatively uh unique is ezra he doesn't even show up on this list yet he shows up halfway through halfway through uh the uh the book or a little bit more than halfway through um but these people these uh, jews were exiled and these are people who are humbled and they are few in numbers and uh and some of the things and some of them don't even know whether or not they belong there. That's why at the end, in the end of chapter two, there are these people that claim to be priests that they were removed um, uh, from the list of, uh, or they were removed from being part of the priesthood because they didn't know if they truly were the priests. Yet God still called and drew the people that He wanted to see fit to help build and rebuild His temple. Uh, and we see that the Lord will always use the small in numbers. In fact, all the way back in Genesis, that's what uh, God did with Abraham. Abraham was like a nomadic person who worshipped the moon god, but yet the Lord chose to redeem him and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to use you uh, and to uh, make a covenant with you, and you're going to have uh, children that's going to exceed the, the stars in the sky. Um, and that's the promise that he made to Abraham. And in Deuteronomy 7.7, 7, uh, the Lord said, or rather, uh, here's what Deuteronomy 7 says, that the Lord did not set his love on you, nor chose you because you were more in number than any of the people, for you were the fewest of all people, but because the Lord loved you and kept the oath which he swore to your forefathers. The Lord brought you out by a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. The Lord, this is like a really humbling reminder that the Lord doesn't care about how big or in terms of a number there is, but the Lord can still use the smallest uh, for his glory. The few, in fact, the fewer there are, the more God gets the glory, right? Because then it's, it, it, it goes against our normal human reasoning that the Lord can use something that's so 
small and, and, and seemingly insignificant uh, to overthrow and do amazing things. Like Judges 7, uh, we get a story of Gideon. He had to choose, uh, he, you know, he wanted to go and fight and then the Lord told him to like trim it down the group. And he would, he was doing these different tests and the group came from, it went from like, uh, 22,000 and then to 10,000. Then it went from 10,000 to just 300. And, and, and I don't think the point of this passage was just like how he did it, uh, you know, in terms of the, Israelites have to lap like a dog in the water. It's not really that. I think it's just really the numbers, the numbers game. Uh, the Lord wanted you to use the smallest amount of numbers to go and defeat the Philistines. And that was intended because God gets the glory and you can see God's ma- uh, might when uh, the few, the small, the minority group of people are the ones that can do and achieve great things for the Lord. Isaiah 51, verse 2 reiterates the same type of thought. Look to Abraham your father and to Sarah who gave birth to you when he was when he was but when I called him then I blessed him and multiplied him. So it was out of one family that the Lord used um, to bless the nations. Uh, Matthew chapter 7 Matthew chapter 7 verse 14, it reads, uh, or Psalm 13, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is broad, that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it, for the gate is small, and the way is narrow, that leads to life, and there are few who find it. So we even understand there that uh, the people that are part of God's kingdom, the people that are part of the Lord's church, are always going to be few in numbers. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18 to 31, I'm not going to read through all of it, but just to summarize, Paul's arguing for all the debaters, or all the people that, that claim to be uh, wise, you know, uh, and he makes this comment that God uses the foolish things of the world to shame the things that are wise. He uses the in- insignificant, the people that, uh, and, and you know, not only the insignificant, but the message that's foolish to the world to humble the world. And uh, James chapter 4, verse 6 tells that the Lord opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And it's important that we understand that the Lord uses a small amount of people to do amazing things. Um, the church or every part of God's um, people are always chosen and, is all, and there will always be the minority. Um, and I mean that in terms of like number-wise and even in terms of influence. Um, it's not a popular thing to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ said so himself that they, they hate you because they hate me. Um, and uh, and over and over again, Scripture tells us that there a lot of people are not going to follow Christ. Um, but yet there is a strange fascination in our culture, uh, particularly to even some of our young people, and I'm sure even some of the older people at, when they were young too, of wanting to identify with like Christian celebrities, uh, I remember when T- Tim Tebow was like really big, and he was, you know, he was like taking the knee and praying all that. All of these Christians were like praying for him and hoping that he represent he would represent Christianity. And uh, and it's strange because, you know, he I guess he's uh, has a lot of like good things about him, but there are also things that was kind of like, hmm, is that really a godly thing to do? And I remember several years ago there was a TV show about the Duck Dynasty. You know, these when they were really popular and they seemed to be very, um, you know, moral and uptight. Not, not uptight, but moral and upright. Moral and upright uh, people. And um, 
but you find out later that these guys believe in uh, uh, baptismal regeneration. You know, there's, there's like this moving uh, masses that just wanted to like, okay, that person's a Christian. We need to support them in all that they do. But in reality, you may not even know where their heart truly is. And most recently, even with Kanye, Kanye West, like he, he's being, he was being witnessed to by a TMS guy. And then a whole bunch of people wanted to say like, oh yeah, look, uh, Kanye West is a Christian. And I, and I always think that, uh, people like that because they want to gain popularity, you know, but you, we have to understand that being a Christian is, is strange to the world. Um, we're never going to be the, majority we're never going to be the one that's most influential into the world we're just really the the ones calling into darkness to people for people to repent christianity is it was only in vogue or only popular for a certain amount of time um mainly because people allowed it but it wasn't but just because people allowed it didn't mean that people actually were christians um we can see over time that people are especially now are ashamed of the doctrines that are found in scripture you know, churches and celebrities that claim to be Christian or claim to be followers of Christianity are slowly turning away from some scripture. They're saying, oh, this we don't need to teach anymore. This we don't believe anymore. Um, and now it really comes down to who are the faithful Christians in the world. And, and again, it's a very small group of people. But yet the Lord still uses us to fulfill the Great Commission. Um, don't downplay your, your the number game. Just don't think, don't think, oh, just because there's a minority of us, and you know, don't be discouraged by that. It's normal for us to have a um, you know small amount of people that actually are faithful. Um, so don't be discouraged by it, but see that as the Lord uses a small church or or a small church and relative to the rest of the world and pop in population, the Lord can still use you mightily. Um, the Lord have used many people in that way through uh, church history and even the scripture, right? We, when Elijah was, after he won the battle against all the Baal worshippers, he was discouraged and he was like, you know, he went basically into self-exile and he thought that he was the only one left. But the Lord assured him that there was a few thousand that did not bow the knee to Baal. But relatively speaking, those several thousand and relative to everyone else in the world at the time was a small amount of, amount of numbers. Uh, but yet the Lord calls us to be faithful and it's okay to be in a minority because the world hates the lord we get that we understand that because of their sin because of their love for darkness and and hatred of the lord that um that they're that the people that are regenerate people that the lord redeems are going to be a small amount so we shouldn't strive to try to make christianity popular rather we should strive to uh be faithful with our life uh, be faithful in our conduct, be faithful in our doctrine, be faithful in all that we do for the Lord. And even if it means that you may be this, the only person in your job that's a believer, that's okay. Uh, you may be the only one there, and that's, that's, you should see that as a privilege to be able to represent the Lord in your, in your company. Or you might be the only believer at home, and you have all these siblings and family members that do not, do not know or want to receive Christ. Uh, they may not want to receive Christ yet, but you can still faithfully represent the Lord. It's okay to be in the minority because that's what Christ has, has told us. He foretold us that not that many people would want to follow him. But we always pray and hope that those around us that he's placed in our life, our non-believers, that we can win them uh, to Christ. Uh, but we win them not so that we can have majority, but we win them because we love them. We want people to come to know the Lord. So the Lord always uses small amounts of people. And you'll see in this list of Ezra chapter 2, uh, 
how he how he does that as we move on to the chapters and even the, throughout the book you'll see how the lord will use even a small group of people to help reestablish himself and the, you know this is um this is what uh this this group here the, the in Ezra chapter 2 are the one who rebuilt the temple and it goes all the way down that this temple is one that stays and, and is maintained all the way to the time of Jesus Christ um so you know these are um the these are the people that lays that foundation uh, so that the Lord could actually get taught there, and He's eventually going to, uh, you know, rebuke the people there. And uh, yeah, this is just the Lord putting uh, His sovereign plan in place, uh, so that we can see that God is actually in control of everything. He placed all the people there to build the temple, and those people eventually turn away and um, become the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all of these different groups. And the Lord will eventually. Um, create another branch of small people, which is the church. And he's now using the church uh, to represent him before man. Um, so again, we're a small number of people, and that's normal, and that should be okay. Uh, we should strive to not to create the majority in our culture, but be faithful um, to all that is revealed to us in Scripture. So first, the Lord knows his people, and second, the Lord uses those that are small in number. Um, and we should take uh, courage knowing that um, this is who our God is, that he knows us and he uses us. Even if we are the minority, that's totally fine. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you guys have a uh, blessed day. Take care. See you tomorrow.